Uh, welcome to another MarTech Interviews. This is Douglas Carr, and today we're talking to Neil Christ. He's the head of product for Moz and has been working in the local search space uh, for over a decade. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Well, welcome back to MarTech Interviews. On today's show, we have Neil Chris. Neil is the head of product for Moz. If you don't know who Moz is, uh, you probably haven't heard of search engine optimization. Uh, but uh, Neil has been working in the industry for uh, a decade, and Moz has really come out as a leader within the local SEO space. Uh, probably, I, I'm guessing, Neil, you probably have one of the largest communities of search engine consultants. We do. We have we have roughly, well, probably over six hundred thousand community members within wow. our community, and then certainly we have other other parts of that community as well. So very very large and vibrant community. And and today we uh, we have the opportunity. And thank you, Neil, for joining us. We have the opportunity to talk about you know as we look into two thousand nineteen, uh, what are the trends happening with search. And then how can brands, you know, respond to those needs and those behavioral changes, you know, to, to really stay ahead of this? And, and uh, I think some of it is, uh, is a bit of a mystery. And, uh, and some of it is, uh, of course, just due diligence and, 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 uh, and doing what needs to be done to manage your reputation online. So let's, let's talk first about behavioral changes. Uh, obviously, voice search is, is huge. We're seeing it, you know, on our phones, in our cars, in our homes. You know, is there anything that, that people will be able to do to, you know, optimize for voice? Yeah, great question. I think, you know, I think you're exactly right. Behavioral change is something that, that is causing a tremendous amount of, um, of complexity in the local search space. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we're seeing is, you know, your question on voice you know, the, the number of devices that, uh, and ways that people can search today, um, oftentimes, you know, particularly other generations other than myself, uh, don't even realize they're searching when they are searching, right? And right. you think about your, you know, in your, uh, you know, navigation within your car is doing a search when you run out of fuel. Um, you have uh, Google Home and Alexa anticipating uh, things that you might ask for and starting to search, you know, offer things up to you in sort of a anticipatory search scenario uh, and all of these things together you know including voice directly um, really what it means for local if you think about local from a search perspective this is where we see the most interesting intent and sort of uh, intent to purchase intent to take action and because of that it's becoming uh, a very very competitive space and so for local search marketers who you know are really concerned about how do how does my business, my brand, uh, my products, my services show up in that environment, uh, you know, it really requires them to be, uh, you know, sort of a jack of all trades in a lot of ways and span not only not only marketing, local marketing specifically, but also into uh, SEO itself. And, you know, I would even venture to say that in the local space, you know, SEO is becoming a strategic part of how you um, you know, how you compete in the local uh, SERP. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I have read uh, that featured snippets might help. Can you explain to our audience what featured snippets are? Yeah, absolutely. So featured snippets are opportunities where Google um, has, tries to a special type of search result where it can surface things that might answer the question or might meet the needs of the, of the user who's searching more quickly. And, you know, one example of that would be questions uh, asked, featured snippets. So in this case, if I'm searching on my uh, mobile phone or on any device and I ask a question, there is a, a featured snippet will show up suggesting other similar questions that people ask around the same subject matter. And so, you know, this is a, this is a case where Google is trying to you know, as, as quickly as possible, meet the needs of that of that uh, user and their their query, um, and um, and so what it, what it's also creating is an opportunity for local marketers to to earn that featured snippet space, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sure does. And so, uh, you know, the the, the age old, uh, you know, how how much does an X cost, right? You know, so if if uh, if I write an article, do I need to, is there any special coding or metadata or anything else that I have to put around that? Or is that Google will index that question and answer, and then I might, you know, obviously rise to the rankings best based on my authority? Yeah, that's a great question. There's, it depends on the, the type of featured snippet. Um, in local, I would say, if you've heard of schema.org, yep. uh, this is the, this, this is a markup um, that allows you to sort of mark up specific types of content that's easily recognizable by Google. And when you combine, you know, search intelligence around local, so one example would be uh, using uh, the Moz platform, you can ask questions um, or you can learn what questions have the highest search volume within the vicinity that you operate as a local business, right? And those high volume um, uh, questions could be opportunities for you content on your website that that meets the needs of those of those types of uh, of questions. So so our, our folks will want to obviously you know work with an SEO consultant or a developer and make sure that they're fully leveraging schema.org those rich snippets. That's right. That's right. And it'll it gives you opportunities to highlight reviews so you can make sure that reviews show up within um, within search, um, which is which is great. There's opportunities to show uh, to have other types of elements of of um, of your business show up in within search itself. So really, what it's giving you is that opportunity to sort of surface within the search result uh, actions and information that you think is relevant to making sure that your business stands out. That's fantastic, and uh, because I'm a total geek. Um, one of the things that's nice about schema that they, I, I'm not sure how many years ago they added it, but now they have a JSON component. So you don't have to go tear apart your content management system and recode it. Um, now you can actually include a lot of this data within a, a JSON array, basically a JavaScript array, you know, and Google can crawl it and get it. Yeah, that's right. And in some recent uh, studies that, that our team has released, in fact, uh, if you're familiar with Dr. Pete Myers uh, on the Moz team, he, he what he calls this the feature snippet space. 
uh, position zero, right? And you think about, you know, the history of fighting for the blue links and trying to be in the top 10. Uh, this really is position zero. It, it's elevated above uh, the traditional blue links that, that, uh, that we think about when we think of rankings. Now, uh, Dr. Pete Myers, you mentioned him, so we'll talk. Uh, the, the next one is um, videos are, are really on the rise as far as people searching for them and finding them. And so uh, I think Dr. Pete uh, recommended that uh, video is really going to dominate some niches. niches. Uh, so featured videos, video carousels, and suggested clips are taking over the how-to space. Uh, and so can you talk a little bit uh, about that? Yeah, I would, you know, I, I would say within, so in broad SEO terms, not local specific, um, definitely we're seeing video as um, a core uh, trend in terms of the types of content that surfaces uh, for particular types of questions, how to, and, and those sort of things. Within the local context, I would say that each and every market varies in terms of, um, in terms of the, the the search volumes, in terms of the types of questions being asked, I would say, you know, if you were to, um, in fact, if we were to sort of uh, do some some research, uh, you know, real time within Moz, the Moz platform, I think what we would find is that, you know, home improvement uh, questions and answers uh, and how tos um, definitely show up in the in the local context. Um, as people are doing home home projects, trying to figure out how to do uh, a particular uh, thing, you know, home improvement, you know, activity at their house, uh, plumbing, etc. And so, not only is that how-to information uh, really key in terms of uh, answering the, the the question that the the searcher is looking for, but also uh, it's very close to intent to purchase, right? Yeah. Um, do I need to do I need to run down to Home Depot and 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 buy a new faucet? Uh, and what are the what are sort of the next steps and things that I need to to do as a consumer to get this project done? It's 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 funny you say that because that's exactly how you know I'm utilizing it on a daily basis. I'm fixing up my house right now. I had a a light bulb burn out on my car, uh, you know, and the first thing I did was go to how to videos to see what I needed to go buy at the local store. So that's, that's and right. so if you're the look, if you're the local store and, uh, and you've got the video to show people and then lead them there, uh, your conversion rates are really going to go high as well. That's right. And that's where I think understanding search volumes within your, your metro area, your market really helps paint the picture for the types of content that matters. Uh, you know, what consumers in your area, care about and can help you sort of um, triangulate, if you will, uh, the, where you spend your time and the types of content that you post. Uh, and, and with that behavior, I think that leads right into the next uh, prediction. Uh, I read, I can't, be, I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was a double digit growth in uh, searches that ended with near me. And so local SEO is becoming absolutely critical for virtually every business because people are are tagging that with near me, which basically tells Google find someone within a certain proximity. Uh, can you how do how do companies take advantage of that? Yeah, Doug, that's a great question, and it, it's really near me is a really interesting uh, search term, sort of 
you know, the addition to a, to a search term because actually um, I would say uh, for a time near me was, was rapidly growing in terms of um, the way that people search for things around them. And what, what we're actually seeing now is near me is actually declining because Google is anticipating that you, and, in, and anticipating and also uh, considering it implied that you mean near ah. me on your device. So on your mobile phone, if you, if you search for something near me and then you did the same search on your mobile phone without near me, you would find that in many cases you would see similar results in the same local context. And so we, we actually are seeing near me sort of in decline because, uh, you know, searchers, consumers are finding that, um, that Google already knows that you, that you want near you. Um, and that's a, I think that's a key change uh, that we've seen. When it comes to local SEO, you know, I was always an enterprise, you know, search engine optimization expert, you know, and, and helping these large companies. And, uh, and I did a transition last year as a test. You know, I said, well, let me, let me go ahead and give it a shot and see, you know, how well that I can do it at local SEO. It was really, truly an eye-opener for me because a lot of the, you know, the, the content strategies, of course, having quality content and making it easily, you know, uh, searchable and indexable was important. Uh, but I was amazed at all of the other factors that, that drove in. One of them being, you know, like Google My Business and basically main, maintaining an entire property <laughs> you know, outside of my website, you know, in order to take advantage of that local search visibility, including now, you know, publishing posts on a regular basis and, and garnering review feedback and, and, and now providing all of these, you know, now they have a ton of tertiary questions associated with your business. What, how, how, how do you recommend that people dig into and uh, this is a leading question, of course, Moz has these tools, but really monitoring and improving their local SEO, op, you know, their local search optimization. Right. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up Google My Business. And, and for local businesses, what we're seeing is Google really is trying to, you know, in an effort to maintain a really great local search experience. We're finding that Google is trying to, to keep is to um, let me put this another way. Google's trying to uh, keep the searcher on Google property uh, for a lot of local type searches. And the reason for that is is if you think about uh, local local websites, right? Um, there's a lot of variability in the uh, uptime performance. Uh, design experience generally with, with local web pages. And so what, what Google has said is, hey, we can actually uh, capture this user, allow them to explore the business, take action, navigate, make a phone call, review the, the menu in, a, in an experience that's really consistent for the user to understand. And so what that really means is that for local businesses, Google is truly becoming, you know, the new homepage for local. Yeah. Um, and some some would say in the in the local search space that you know the first step 
sometimes even beyond having a website itself, is making sure that you have a, a, a well um, a well appointed uh, Google My Business profile. Uh, making yeah. sure that you take advantage of the core, you know, the core profile attributes, but also looking at opportunities where there's Q and A questions, right? Questions and answers from consumers asking questions about your business, the ability to um, uh, to putting your business hours, uh, as well as other elements and attributes about your business. These are all things that help consumers make decisions about. Um, about whether or not they want to visit your business. Yeah, and this has to be just for clarification out there too. Um, I used to have a physical location for my office and now I started working from home and it's important to note to people that immediately, once I changed my address to a PO box, Google My Business said, eh, you're out of here. <laughs> and so you have to have a physical location uh, for, in order to have this. So it's not open to just every business that's, you know, um, you know if you're a home-based business doing consulting, you're still going have to have to have a physical location to start up your Google My Business uh, and make the local SERP. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. And in fact, you know, in the local SERP, I'd say, um, you know, there's dramatic change. And this happened, we're seeing market by market, uh, dramatic changes in how the SERP shows up, uh, depending on the search terms. And really, I think when you look at, you know, the monetization aspects of, of local, uh, Google is um, experimenting with different types of ad units in the local pack. Um, and then you think about the impact and the changes within the type of about right reviews, questions and answers, posts, all of these types of um, content pieces driving uh, how you show up in rankings and how you show up in search as a local business. It's creating you know quite a bit of change that requires you know any local marketer to keep their finger on the pulse of the search terms that they care about. Yeah. I think, and it, I love that you're saying how critical this is. And what I would recommend to people is download the mobile app if you're a business owner and treat it like you're treating Instagram or, you know, Twitter or even Facebook. Uh, because on a constant basis, you really want to be monitoring, responding, and then proactively posting to these, uh, to your Google My Business account. It's really having an incredible uh, impact on, on especially the clients that I'm dealing with. They're seeing, you know, we, we put out stuff about Black Friday and we put out, um, uh, I have a roofing and siding company so we if there's a hailstorm we put out information we you know we're constantly monitoring it and every time we consistently post and keep that up to date we're seeing that they're just in the top of that map pack you know uh and and uh, and then of course proactively getting reviews because i think testimonials are really driving a lot of that as well that's right that's right and reviews and you'll notice in the map packs, reviews are actually showing up embedded within those map packs. And in, in really, in, in every element of the local SERP, you see star reviews in some form within those different uh, result types. And really what, what we're seeing is, you know, as many as a third of local decisions uh, by searchers uh, are being influenced by review content. Wow. And so being on top of uh, what are you know if you if you have a Google My Business profile, if there are reviews, 
you as a local business should be aware of those reviews. If you have opportunities to uh, respond um, and show engagement in those reviews, uh, that's a that's a really strong signal to to a consumer. Hmm. That's incredible. Uh, we'll jump a topic here. Uh, so let's talk about um, the SERPs, the search engine result pages. And now Google really has a lot of industry specific, like Google Jobs, Google Flights. Uh, I used Google Flights recently, and it was absolutely amazing. Fast, efficient, uh, it showed me all the pricing, uh, and I was able to book in, in a matter of seconds. But Google Hotels, Google Shopping, uh, you know, marketers are really going to have to start paying attention to these these new vertical search engines that Google's putting out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's interesting because you know, as I said earlier, Google is, or what we're seeing is that Google is trying to maintain a a user experience right within search, so that if they can anticipate that that someone is searching for jobs and they have the ability to, to surface within the search experience very specific search terms around jobs to help that user find what they're looking for, then we're seeing that Google is taking that opportunity to do so. Um, how that can be misinterpreted in the local context is, you know, in the case where if you think about, um, you know, local SEO, a very common metric that a local marketer would use to, to measure the success of their work is traffic to their website, mm. right? And if Google is keeping the user on GMB, on Google My Business, for that experience and clicking, clicking to navigate, clicking to call from within the GMB property, you may actually find that you're getting more business, but the actual traffic numbers could be in decline on your website itself. Wow. Wow. Incredible. So, so, so the metrics I think that a local marketer needs to look at is not just traffic. It's a number of things, but certainly includes uh, the statistics around the actions that are being taken within Google My Business. Yeah. Like I said, it's a, it's a whole new bear, right? You're managing two different sites, <laughs> you know, for yourself. And, and, and I think it's becoming even stronger now that Facebook has really kind of put a kibosh on any kind of organic business, you know, visibility within, within their platform. Uh, I think a lot more people are turning to Google when they want, uh, like you said, you know, they wanted search with intent, you know, and find something immediately. So I, if Google My Business is not, you know, currently on your, uh, on your list of things to do, I, I would say that it's a, it's a must have. It's as important as your website, in my opinion. That's right. And I, and I think, you know, for local, for local marketers, a really great exercise to go through um, is, you know, first of all, have some, you know, have some data fingertips in terms of search uh, searching for to the areas in the, uh, the area of business that I do, uh, that you work in, and then, and then actually play the part of a consumer and, and run these different searches and search in these different ways on your mobile phone, on different devices to understand what the topography of that search engine result page looks like yeah. and make sure you understand, um, you know, what the experience really um, look like for that particular type of search. And that's where I think you're going to find 
or local marketers are going to find opportunities. Um, you know, and first of all, I think the, the one thing that we find consistently in local is if we talk to a local business um, or even a chain of businesses and ask them, uh, who do you think your competitors are? They'll name off the competitors that they would expect, um, that they think about when they think of, of competition. When you actually look at search results, they oftentimes find that the, the competition within the search results are quite different. And they're not always who they thought they were. Well, I, I joke with my clients about that because, uh, you know, so the, so the number two ranking might be yellow pages, you know, and, and they'll ask me, you That's know, right. they'll say, you know, should I should I be buying, you know, premium yellow place, uh, yellow page? And I was like, well, you know, if you want to compete with yellow pages, yeah, go ahead and give them money. <laughs> You know, right. you know, or you can go after it yourself. I think there's there's good directories out there too, but but there's some of those that, like you said, their properties that what they are hoping is that if they can build their search engine, you know, popularity, then people will be going to yellow pages, which will force people to go buy, you know, premium, you know, uh, advertising on yellow pages, and so that's a money maker for them. Whereas, you know. If you just focused on getting yourself ranked, um, you know you can bypass that and really uh, get an incredible. And and I'll, I mean uh, the the one client that I was talking about, you know, this is uh, obviously the economy has boomed as well. But you know, we did a month over month, uh, year over year for the for the last month, and last month uh, we basically had about a three point five x return on organic conversions. Now, the, the, the thing there is that they weren't doing, you know, they were doing old style SEO before, no content, uh, you know, backlink farms that, that their guy had, you know, produced and everything else. And so what we did was we dropped all of the bad links, the toxic links, and, and got rid of all of that stuff. And we really focused on all of the things that you're talking about here. We focused on local SEO, Google My Business, writing articles you know, that answered questions with intent. Uh, and all of those things wound up producing a, you know, more than a 300% you know, return you know, on that. And it, that's how important this is, is, is I can't stress to people enough that Google is a popularity engine. They want to have the best content out there and they want to produce an answer which is great. Well, if you're a business, there's nobody better to answer that question. Um, you know, and it's better than Yellow Pages, and it's better than you know. I think they want to use you uh, and want to rank you, you know, well if you if you're going to provide that value to people. So I I can't stress enough how important this is, and love that you're joining us on on this. The uh, the last one that I I, I found a new term um, when I was reading through Moz, and that's Miriam Ellis had the term linktations. And I, I love that term. But, <laughs> you know, previously, you know, the way that linking worked, you know, was literally, you know, you had a, an anchor link that had text in it and, and Google kind of combined that. But Google's doing a lot more of relations without links, right? They're doing a lot more of, well, is the phone number consistent across the web and on your Google My Business page and in these directories? Or is your address the same? Or maybe even people's names or product names. Can you talk about this, you know, linktations or linked unstructured citations, I guess. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, and certainly in the local context, you know, within local itself, or even within, I take a step back and look at SEO as a whole, you know, link building has, has certainly been a core part of, of SEO activities, right? And so when you take that to the local context, what we're seeing is that, and I think, you know, Miriam calling them linktations is because it's it's this confluence of uh, citations. And in the local context, citations and links come in all different forms, right? So in a, in, for a local business, it could be a sponsorship of a local baseball team. It could be, um, you know, a, a, a thank you for a donation uh, to, uh, to the Salvation Army. Um, it could be all kinds of different forms. And so when you look at sort of citation, um, you know, for the, the work you do within, um, within your local community, I think those are, those are gold, right? And what's interesting about the report that, that I was fascinated with is that link building really isn't, um, or local marketers are struggling with, uh, with being able to execute on local link building in the way that, you know, in the way that I would, um, in a way that I wouldn't expect. Um, and so if you look at sort of the activities, and I think there was a particular, um, a particular part of like global strategies part of this report, and it was really fascinating to see that, that link building was, was far down the list in terms of um, local marketers feeling like they could execute um, on local local link building and sort of linktation uh, type activity, um, and so you know I think that's a key area where um, you know I think if I'm a local marketer and I'm thinking about you know where I'm going to spend my time, link building seems to be this really really rich opportunity. Um, whereas at the same time, I think local marketers uh, may not know exactly where to start. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I and I would even say this that you know if you had if you had the combination of you know, what we talked about before, you know, Google My Business. And we, if you had content, like you said, that had these linktations, so you talked about the local school district or the local um, local restaurant or all of these other pieces. And then maybe if you had a, even had like a, a, you know, a little bit of public relations where you could get on local TV or in local, you know, digital publications or something like that, you know, you're going to earn links you know, through that kind of great content, you know, and promotion capabilities that manually you might not have been able to reproduce, you know, by by trying to just backlink. And so I, I a friend, I can't take the, you know, term, but a friend of mine, Tom Broadbeck says, you know, link earning, you know, that, that if you can produce content that earns links, uh, especially at a local level, you know, that's just going to skyrocket, you know, your, your local rankings. And I, I love that term because it's a, it's a little bit, uh, to me, it sounds a little bit less icky. <laughs> right. Right. And you know, the good news, the good news here, Doug, is that, you know, one of the core elements of, of how Moz is played in the marketplace has been around education. Yeah. Right. And you think about, think about the education aspects of even once you start trying to use, the insight around search and search volumes and topics and questions that people ask, and also understanding the impact of links within a local search context. All of that data is available to local marketers that that want to understand how to prioritize 
the work that they need to do, right? Yeah. And and I think that's the key, right? You could look at, um, you know, other parts of this report talk about the diversity of activities required to win in local, right? And when you have that many tactics where you could spend your time as a local marketer, you really need to understand which where to start. Yes. What's going to have the most big, the, the, the largest ROI for, for your efforts uh, and for the efforts of your team. And, and I think that's where having really, really core uh, SEO data um, that you can rely on is going to help you prioritize your work. Well, and I think, um, you know, I, I'm going to tout, you know, Moz to um, what I've seen, you know, I've seen obviously a huge transition in this industry and I've seen, you know, we have, we have a, a, a core group of people that are still doing maybe older tactics and everything. And so when I'm in those Moz groups and I'm, I'm discussing, you know, things online, I see a great representation from Moz basically saying, Hey, we understand that that's your opinion, but the data points to this is the direction that the industry is going. And so I, I really love that, you know, Moz collects both. They, they do collect the opinions of, you know, search engine marketers and local search engine marketers everywhere. Uh, but the application of data at a scale, you know, for the number of, of, of users that you guys have really paints a clear picture of where people should be putting their efforts. Um, let's, let's walk through, I, I, I love, you know, believe it or not on, on this podcast, I want people to go out and try tools and, and, and everything. Um, where can people sign up for Moz and then what kind of tools are internal that will help them with this? Yeah, I would, I would say you can go uh, straight to Moz, moz.com and, and there really is two, two ways to get started. I would say the first one, particularly in the local context, we have a, we have a free tool that really helps you understand uh, your local presence, right? And so very simply, if you click on uh, get my free listing score, there's a tool set that will allow you to put in the information about your business and then learn about how you're viewed within the local search context. Uh, and that's really valuable, I think, in just sort of wrapping your head as a local marketer around um, your local data, um, where you're listed, if, if it's accurate, uh, as well as giving you links to fix those areas where there could be inconsistencies uh, right there from within the report. So it's very generous in terms of giving you really basic building blocks to do um, some tactical local SEO work. That's fantastic. Uh, and and then, and our, we'll, we'll be sure to put a link for that in the show notes as well. Yeah, good. And, and then I would say the, our, our core Moz product, our Moz Pro product, uh, is, is where you can do a lot of the traditional uh, SEO research around keywords, search volumes, links, and, and that, that's applicable within local as well. And so, you know, I, I think the confluence of both of those tool sets, depending on sort of where you're at in your local uh, execution strategy, both of those tools can be, can be helpful. Uh, and again, in that, in that context, we have research functions that are free. Uh, as long as you're a community member, you can use uh, the research functions around keywords and links um, and gain a, a ton of insight there. Uh, and then certainly there's a free trial available if people want to go, you know, above and beyond the research. Um, and so those those are, you know, one of the things that Moz has consistently done over the years is, you know, we are super generous about 
uh, giving as much insight and access to information and data as we can. Um, and, and I think our community shows that, and then also our tool sets uh, are doing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can't stress enough again to people, you really do need a third-party tool for this because if you're just trying to, you know, maybe use your mobile phone or your desktop and you're a, a typical small business or a local business and you're doing some searches and you're thinking that you're getting data back, um, all of that data is skewed based on you, you know, your location and uh, and how you you know what your patterns are on searching the net, and so it really is important to go to a tool like this that is agnostic, that doesn't have that search history, that doesn't have that that you're going to get a clear picture of you know what's actually um, showing up, and and uh, I, I I love you know I love that these tools you know provide that opportunity, but doing it on your eye, you know you always have those business people that say, well I did a search you know and we showed up you know fourth or whatever, or we or I do this search every week and we're first every week. Well, you're first every week because that's the history that you've created and Google that's is right. providing you that. You know, you have to use these tools to see what other people, how other people are viewing you, you know, in an aggregate uh, across the web. And so it's really important to utilize these tools. Uh, well, Neil, I, I can't thank you enough. This has been an incredible uh, half hour uh, tons of information there, and I think people have a, a really great direction on on where to go in 2019 when it comes to local search opportunities and and then a broader, you know, look at at SEO. Um, I I look forward to talking to you soon and and uh, and seeing what trends are happening next. Great, thanks very much, Doug. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.